This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Now, you ready to learn a little bit? Are you sure? All right, let's do this. Let's look at the book of Luke, chapter 6, 19. Luke, chapter 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and he healed them all. There went what out of him? Virtue. Another word for virtue is anointing. Another word for virtue and anointing would be Holy Ghost power. So there went out of him Holy Ghost power, and it healed him. There went out of him anointing, and it healed him. There went out of him virtue. You're saying the same thing. But did you notice it was anointing that did it? Hello? Did you hear what I just said? It was anointing. They sought to touch him. I'll tell you right now, uh, the more the Holy Ghost, <coughs> excuse me, the more the Holy Ghost is poured out at High Desert Word Center, the more people will come seeking to touch Jesus. If we've got dead religion, man, nobody cares. They already have that everywhere. That's in every church. But man, when there's Holy Ghost anointing in the house, I'm going to tell you right now, they will seek to touch Jesus. And it said that, and, and he healed them. Isn't that cool? How many's got a testimony that the Lord's done something good for you, or healed your body, or met a need? Isn't it cool to have a testimony? Amen. I like having a story to tell. I like having trophies I can show. The word works. The word works. This right here was when this happened, and the word worked. This over here was when this mountain was moved, and the word worked. Hey, man, it's good to have those stories. But the Holy Ghost anointing came out of him, and he healed them. Isn't that cool? All right. Let's go to Mark 5. Very familiar story to most of us. I love to preach out of Mark 5. It's one of my favorite places to go. Now, Jesus knows, y'all know that, I'm I'm assuming, but Jesus knows how to get people free, how to get people delivered, how to get people's needs met, how to get people healed, how to flow in the services, is we got to find out what he knows. You're not going to skip your Bible and find out what he knows. And you're not going to skip your prayer time and find out what he knows. So the more we know the Word of God and the more we, we are spend time in His presence, the more we'll know how He does things and why He does things, when He'll do things. Somebody say, Amen. Now, I'm, I'm going to stir you up today. Is that right if I stir you up a little bit? It's what I came to do. I didn't come to play church. I came to have church. Stir you up. Verse 21. Mark 5, 21. When Jesus was passed over again by shipping to the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was near unto the sea. What do you have any time you have much people gathered together? I'll tell you what you have. You've got a lot of needs. You've got a lot of people with problems, troubles, difficulties, financial problems, marriage problems, kid problems, right? Physical problems, business problems, problems with the taxes, you got problems, man, anytime you got many people. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Now, what that tells me, ladies and gentlemen, if I could just take a little bunny trail right here, 
is that this guy being a ruler of the temple was somebody that was known in town. Everybody knew who he was. Now, I don't know if that made him famous, but at least it, it made him known. Everybody knows who he is. But did you notice that he had no problem bowing at Jesus' feet? So if you still got a pride issue, it's going to hinder your faith from working. I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. If you still got a pride issue, and this is about what you might look like, then you, not, you might want to get rid of that because this man, Jairus, he came to Jesus, and with everybody watching, he got on his face at Jesus' feet. Amen. How many think we need some more altar time then? Get on our face at Jesus' feet. Glory to God. Watch. 22. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. Faith will always cause Jesus to follow you home. Faith will always cause Jesus to go your direction. When you and I are spewing out unbelief day and night, you end up repelling the presence of God and repelling your own help. But he began to declare what he believed would happen, and Jesus went with him. Now watch what happens. 24, Jesus went with him. Much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years. We have not changed subject. We're still on the way to Jairus' house. But this woman with an issue of blood that had this disorder now for 12 years had suffered many... How long did she have this situation? Twelve years. Well, if God was going to ever do anything, he'd do it for you instantly. If you don't get it instantly, then he's never going to do anything. No. Get your eyes off the clock and the calendar. You keep the switch of faith turned on. You keep the switch of faith turned on. Say that with me. I'm going to keep the switch of faith turned on. Say it again. I'm going to keep the switch of faith turned on. Say it again. I'm going to keep the switch of faith turned on. Because what the devil will tell you is it's taking too long. And if it's taking this long, then obviously this isn't working for you. Who said it wasn't working? Are you all listening to me? You do not let... You do not let the clock and the calendar tell you what God said is not true. You with me now? Had this condition how long? Twelve years. Okay. And had suffered many things of many physicians. She'd been at this exam, this test, this treatment, this, you know, sample medication. I mean, can you imagine in those days what, how brutal it would have been to go to a physician? And for 12 years, and every kind of treatment imaginable this woman went through, it said in the process of this, she spent all she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press or the crowd behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. In Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that what? Virtue, Holy Ghost power, anointing, had gone out of him. He turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Let me say it another way. 
Who made a demand on this anointing? Who connected with the power of God? Who plugged in to the power of God? With me? His disciples said unto him, now these are the folks that work with you in ministry who ought to know, have some, at least have some understanding about the things of God. But they thought carnally. They thought naturally. Watch what they said. And his disciples said unto him, you see the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? They were being sarcastic with him. He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, it's your lucky day. Is that, what he, is that what he said? No. He said, Daughter, it's a good thing I was here. He said, Daughter, what did he, what did he say? Come on, look at it. Your faith. Everybody say, My faith. Say it again. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, in Luke 6, did we not see a lot of people touching him and getting healed? Yes or no? We, we looked at it just a minute ago. You want to go back or you, you, you feel confident that we did look at that? So Luke 6, 19 said that and power went out of him. So that means they had to have been plugging in with their faith. Is that correct? Now, here we see a multitude of people. We covered it many times in this particular passage that many people have many needs. They're all there. They're all standing there. They're all thronging him. But only one woman plugged in. And the power of God, Holy Ghost anointing, left him, entered her. She did this by her faith. Her, it was an act of her own faith. And when she acted in faith, the healing power of God left Jesus and entered her. Do you know there wasn't anybody else in this story? Because the disciples even testified, the whole group is wanting to touch you. They're all trying to put their hands on you. Did they go home healed? No indication that any of them got healed. Was Jesus anointed of the Holy Ghost? So then it's possible to even be in the very presence of Jesus of Nazareth and go home empty. You know, I've watched people come to church for years and leave the same as they came when other people all around them were tapping into what God was doing in the service and going home with a full tank, a changed life, a body healed. Wisdom imparted to them, and they, I know what to do. I got, I got my answer today in church. Glory to God. I mean, pastor could preach on the bagats, and you'd walk out of here. I got the wisdom of God on how to deal with this thing. You know what I'm talking about? If you plug in. The average Christian doesn't come to church plugged in. They come to church for the show. Thank you. Finally, I got an ameniter in here. Do we need to do extra amen class or something before I come? Yeah, people nowadays, they come for the show. And if, it's, if it doesn't really wow them or whatever, they just go home the way they came. Man, I'm not going home the way I came. I'm going home from being in the presence of God with my tank on overflow. With my, I'm going to have a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. He's going to blow a fresh wind on me. The joy of the Lord is going to be imparted to me. Faith is going to be imparted to me. 
I'm going to leave with a champion spirit, an attitude of a winner. I'm going to go conquer my week in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tap into the Holy Ghost anointing, healing power. But I am not going to leave the same as I came. But do you know all these people that were assembled around Jesus that day? They did go home empty. Yet power was flowing from him. They just never made the demand by their faith. Let me show you something more. You doing okay in church today? Go to Luke 5. We were Luke 6 earlier. Back up there to Luke 5. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 5. I want to look at verse 17. You have to understand that even though the power of the Lord is present, it doesn't mean you will leave with anything. You have to plug in. You do. You Personally, you do. Not your mama, not your daddy. Not your kids, not your uncle, not your aunt, not the pastor. You do. You have to plug in. As long as you are unplugged, in other words, you don't flip that switch of faith. You know, we could be sitting in here in the dark today just because somebody didn't flip the lights on. But because somebody took the time to flip the switch, we can see our Bibles. We can see each other. But a lot of people keep the switch of faith turned off. I don't know why nothing's changing. Flip the switch. Simple thing. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. Now watch this. Luke 5, let's start in verse 17. Tell me when you're there. And it came to pass at a certain day as he was teaching there, uh, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee, of Judea and Jerusalem. Now look at this. Pay attention. And the power or anointing or virtue of the Lord was present to heal who? Who? Them. There was Holy Ghost power present. Healing power was present. They weren't trying to get it to show up. It wasn't like we're waiting for a delivery. You know, waiting for the FedEx man or the UPS man to show up with our healing power anointing. It was in the house. They were present where the Holy Ghost anointing was present. And it was present to do what? Read that last part of the verse. (coughs) To do what? Them. Them. Is that correct? Them? Keep reading. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. When they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw what? He saw what? How did the woman with the issue of blood plug in and get her body healed? Tell me again. By faith. 
now Jesus can see her faith. There is a, faith works two ways. It works through the words of your mouth and corresponding actions or actions that correspond with your faith. Don't ever get tired of hearing that because that's a good thing to check when things aren't working. What are your words and what are your actions? And, and in this case, these people's faith was visible because they were determined that their friend is not going home the same as he came. He's not going to leave this Jesus meeting the same. Now, let's face it. If this church was jam-packed so much that you can't get anybody else inside, and here comes four guys carrying a guy on a stretcher, paralyzed man. I want you to get the picture. I really think about this. Just thinking about the, the responsibility of climbing on the roof with this guy. That's big. But be the guy for a minute. You going to get me up there? Seriously? Think about that. Uh, the, the guy's already paralyzed. You tell me he wasn't expecting to have something change? No, I think that would be cool. Cl- let's climb up 30 feet on top of the roof. What a plan. I love it. Yes. I'm in for the adventure. That wasn't an adventure to him. He fully intended to walk home. The lame man fully intended to walk home. They'd heard of Jesus. They'd heard the word. These four friends of his fully intended that he would walk walk home. And Jesus saw that they had plugged in with their faith to the healing power that that verse in verse 17 clearly said was present. Right? They did something to plug in. Everybody else was just in attendance. Oh, I said something really big right there. You can either plug in or you can be an attendee. Now, I'm plugging in. Come on, I'm plugging in. Keep going. 20, when he saw their faith, he said, man, thy sins be forgiven thee. Really, the price Jesus paid on Calvary not only took care of our sins and iniquities, but also our healings, our deliverance. He's saying the same thing. If you can be saved, you can be healed. You can be healed, you can be saved. Y'all with me? Okay. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which blasphemous? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, God was present. His name was Jesus. They weren't catching on. They weren't plugging in. Now, wait, pause, 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 pause. Was the Holy Ghost healing power, healing anointing, whatever term we want to use, was it present? Give me a yes or no. Come on. Was the healing power of God present to heal these very critical people right here? Yes. When we finish this story, do you know who went home healed and who didn't? The ones who plugged in their faith. That one man, he walked home. He really, truly did walk home. And nobody else got anything. You know how easy it is to sit in a service and keep score? You get to looking at stuff and, do I like that? Do I like that? Do I like this? Do I like that? Did I like that song? Did I like 
Did I like the announcements? Did I like the way Pastor Dave did that ties and offerings verse about rejoicing over the offering? Huh. I don't know if I like that verse. I actually have that one blanked out in my Bible. People keep scoring, church. It's a crazy thing. Do I like the guest speaker? Of course you do, people. Do I like this? Do I like that? Do I like what Sister Sobat is wearing today? Do I like... uh, Do I like that tie? Uh. You get so caught up in nonsense that you miss out on what the Holy Ghost is doing in a service. I'm trying to help you here today. All these critical people, the power of God was present to heal them, to change them, to free them. There was not a problem having Holy Ghost power present. The problem was they were not plugging in. And for something to change in your life, you will have to flip that switch of faith on and plug into the power of God. Because you can be surrounded with Holy Ghost power and leave empty. It would be like starving to death in a grocery store. But you can get it done. You can get it done. Right here, High Desert Word Center. Is a Holy Ghost church. It's where the power of God's been made available. It's a church where faith is built. You can use your faith and faith will move mountains. Turn situations around. But you have to learn to plug in and stay plugged in. Every, every service is a, an opportunity to meet with the power of God. And every service is an opportunity for you to flip that switch. Or you can just go through the motions and have a star by your name that you were in attendance. Thank God you were in attendance. That's better than being a church skipper. Sure it is. However, you still leave often the same as you came. And what we need to do is plug in. What we need to do is plug in. Can you handle a little bit more? You sure? You ready for a little bit more? You got a good attitude? You know what I've noticed is the minute you get out of love and you find something to be upset about, right in church. I've seen people get upset right in church. You probably never have. Have you? Don't raise your hand. This is a rhetorical question. You're not supposed to actually, yes, I've been the one. I am that person. Have you ever, ever seen anybody get mad in church? I remember one service. This was, this was way back in the day. You'll remember this song. We used to sing it a lot way back when, you know. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Anybody ever heard that song? About half of you, about third of you. All right, five of you. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Then there's a verse that goes, my God shall supply my need according to his riches and glory. And all this, it goes on and on. We just had one of those services, sang that song. Man, it was a Holy Ghost time. Ushers came and got me after church and dismissed. You need to get out to the lobby as soon as you can. I said, what's happening? Brother, somebody, 
He's arguing with his wife out in the lobby of the church. What? I mean, people are everywhere, and this guy is going off. Oh, good. We just had a Holy Ghost church. It was all about God supplying our needs. We even sang Jehovah Jireh. And I might add, he was doing the Holy Ghost jiggity jiggity in the hall, I mean in the aisles when we were Jehovah Jireh. I mean we Jehovah Jireh and he Holy Ghost boogie woogie. And he's the one in an explosion out in the lobby with his wife. So I go out there. This is, this is, this is back in the day. This is back when you had cassette tapes. Does anybody even remember that? Cassettes? You know. There's Fred Flintstone. Then there was cassettes. Some of you go, Fred Flintstone? I don't even know who that is. His wife had just collected a stack of cassette tapes from recent services so they could go home and feed on the Word. In the process of her doing that, she mentions that their son is going to need a new pair of shoes. Now, what did we just song? Well, he just did the hippity-hoppity-bop. What was we just teaching him? The Holy Ghost moved where provision was concerned. Well, everything was going real well until she mentions that Junior is going to need a new pair of shoes. And it lit his fuse. What do you think? I, this is when I'm out there. I'm walking out in the middle of watching this. It's, it's occurring as, they, as I'm walking up. What do you think? Am I made out of money? And he got, I mean, angry, angry. And he took and slapped those cassettes out of her hand. And those were, you know, those, not the, not the plastic covers, but the more, uh, the harder ones that would break and splinter and go everywhere. Went everywhere. People are everywhere. We're having a whole, a whole fit about a pair of shoes. After we just had a Jehovah Jireh service. So don't tell me you can't leave here the same. If you don't plug in. See, I I rejoice that he had the... But he was still not plugged in. He was still not plugged in. And so he left the same as he came. He actually left worse than he came. His wife left worse than she came. That whole family was in bad shape when they left there. And everybody who witnessed the episode all had a new opinion of our dear brother, unmentionable name. Yet the power of God was present. Wisdom had gone forth on supply and provision. Yet he didn't tap in. He didn't tap in. Man, I love that service. But did you tap in? Wow, we had a great time today. But did you tap in? Were you plugged in? Am I helping anybody? Is this a word you can use today? Do you see? 
power of the Lord was present to heal these people, and none of them left with anything. Now, let me go over the score for this particular event. Number of people healed in this Jesus meeting was one. Number of people the power of the Lord was present to heal, all. One got it, the rest of the crowd. And there was quite a crowd there if you can't even get inside the building. That's the only reason they had to climb on the roof in the first place. So you decide, do you want to show up to church every service and go home as you came? Or do you want to show up and plug into the power of God? Do you want to plug into Huh? One of the things I've noticed, and this is what I want to hit on for a few minutes, is that when people do start to plug in, they often unplug. Sometimes they unplug by the time they get to the lobby. They unplug by the time they get to their car. Or they'll unplug by the time they get to the restaurant or to the drive-thru or back home for lunch or whatever. Sometimes they get unplugged as soon as their football team starts losing Sunday afternoon. Sometimes they... I'm serious now. They, they hit that faith switch. Boom. Now they're disconnected. Yeah, but they they obtained something while they were in church, but they didn't maintain it once they'd obtained it. Does that make sense? They obtained that anointing while they were in church church service. They didn't maintain it once they left. You say, I got to do that? You got to do that. Yeah, see, the, the Bible that we preach here at this church is livable. That means you can go home with it. It will work there. It will work on your job. This is real Christianity, not churchianity. It doesn't just work when we're in the brick walls here. It works everywhere we go. But you have to stay plugged in. Now, let me, let me show you this. I'm going to give you several illustrations from Scripture. Let me just do that. Go to Romans 5. I'm not boring you, am I? Are you getting anything out of this? Now, am I correct? You guys use dismiss at 2.30? Is that, is that correct? Just checking your joy level. Just trying to see if you're willing to flip your face switch off. Romans 5. Romans chapter 5. Now, again, I'm going to use some illustrations of other subjects. I haven't left the subject we're on. The subject we're on is plugging in to the power of God and receiving what God promised you in His Word. That's the subject we're on. You got that? Plug in. Stay plugged in. Keep the switch of faith turned on. But now, I'm going to deal with you once you leave. Once you go home. Because we can't go home with you. Not going to be able to ride in your car with you. Not going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be like the cubicle you work in at work and we're at the cubicle next to you. No, 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 wait. Here's, confess this instead. 
We're not going to be able to do that. So how's this going to work for you once you leave? I mean, you've got the Holy Ghost power all over us in church. Now what? Now what? Now, I just said I'm going to give you some other illustrations to help us understand what I'm teaching you now. Romans 5, verse 5. Here's what it says. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Let's read that last part. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Do you have the love of God in you? About five of you think you do. Let's read the verse again. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Let me ask you again. Are you born again? Let me ask you that. Are you born again? Then is the love of God shed abroad in your heart? Yes, it's there. Stop. Have you not ever found a Christian who absolutely stunk at walking in love? I mean, some of them reek at it. Not even trying. Well, I just don't have the love you have. Really? Because Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God was shed abroad in your heart and in my heart. So why is some people really good at walking in love and other people stink at it? Want a hazard a guess? Because the people who have become good at walking in love work at it every single day. It's not just something that they obtain and just expect it will work if it's going to work and it won't if it's going to, if it's not. They're people who put their attention on it. They give themselves wholly to the fact that the love of God is in me and I'm going to be a person of love. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. And they practice it day and night and day and night. It's on their mind. It's at the forefront of who they are and what they do. That's why they got good at it. So if you ever want to be good at walking in love, you can't just know about it at church. It's got to work in the car. It's got to work at the lobby. It's got to work when you go get you go through the drive-thru and they put onions on the burger. You said no onions. Huh? It's got to work with the at work. You know what I'm talking about? I'm to, I'm trying to show you why people can plug into the power of God and unplug when they get home. They think because they obtain that they don't have to maintain. If you're going to get good at the love walk, you're going to work at it day and night. And trust me when I tell you, you will get practice. There are some folks out there who want to help you practice. Huh? Some of them are your relatives. Huh? You know the holidays are all supposed to be about fun and joy and stuff, and then family comes over and ruins it all. You get practice, man, in the holidays. But the truth is you get practice on your love all the time. Well, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Let's say, let's say you plugged in Sunday morning to the healing power of God. So healing is at work in you. Right? Somebody say right. 
Okay, there we go. Now, you're going to walk out of here and you're going to have to stay plugged in. You're still going to have to give yourself wholly to it. If, if the last time you thought about the healing power of God working in you was a week ago, you're not working this. You're not going to walk in the manifestation any more than you're going to be an expert at walking in love. You've blown it off. You just decided, oh, I'm, I know the Bible says that about walking in love, but some people are just a whole lot better at it than I am. Yes, we know. It's because you never practice. You never try. Come on, y'all getting this? Let's show you something else right here in the book of Romans. Come on, I'm messing around with some different subjects just to try to give you an illustration about staying plugged in. Romans 11. Romans 11. Now, let me ask you, is it possible to have the love of God shed abroad in your heart, but yet be inactive in your life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's another verse for you. Romans eleven twenty nine. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. I've seen people try to run from the calling that God had on their life. Do you know they'll never be able to repent? Did you see what it said? There's no repentance. So they can run from it all their days to not fulfill what God put in them to do. Yet they'll never be able to repent. Let's take it another way. How many has ever seen somebody that you knew had a genuine call of God, but never did anything at all to make themselves available to it, to get better at it, to improve at it? They did nothing. Nothing. And then you see somebody else, also with a genuine call of God, but they've learned how to, you know, conduct themselves from the pulpit. They've, they've learned how to handle a congregation and work with people. They've learned how to, to, they've studied and dug in the Word until they are knowledgeable, so their knowledge has increased, their, you know, their public skills have increased. And it's not just, they had a call, genuine call, but they worked at it to do what they were called to do, in a first-class way or with the spirit of excellence. Other people, not so. So is one person more called? More or not? No. They obtain the call, but a few people will go after it with everything they have and go at it day and night. Some other people will just sit and wait to see if anything ever improves or anything gets better. I'm trying to show you. I'm using different illustrations with a love walk. The call of God on people's life. Anybody who's walking in love in a great way does it all the time. Anybody whose ministry and their ability to ministry is continuing to increase is somebody who works at it all the time. Anybody who receives or obtains the healing power of God and then walks in a manifestation is somebody who leaves church and works at it all the time. They maintain what they've obtained. They keep that switch of faith turned on. They don't unplug and get so busy, caught up in everything else, that they never think about what's at work on the inside of them. 
Because when you're in a Holy Ghost service and the power of God is present and lives are, you know, being touched by the power of God, man, there's a tank getting full on the inside of you. You need to keep working with it on Sunday afternoon and Sunday night and wake up Monday morning doing the same thing and go throughout your Tuesday, go throughout your Wednesday, go throughout your Thursday, go throughout your Friday. You, you have to be diligent about these things. It's not just we had an event and now the event's over. This service doesn't end when we say, good afternoon, call you blessed, love you. We're not done. It should take you into your future. That's why this is a Holy Ghost church, not a religious experience. Because when we dismiss you, we just dismiss you to go now and work with what you've obtained. We dismiss you to keep that switch of faith turned on. Can you handle a little bit more? You sure about that? All right, Acts chapter 1. Let's go there. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, let's look at verse 8. Let's, I know it's a familiar verse, but let's look at it. Are you there? Let me know if you're there. Come on. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, under the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay? Look up here at me. How many of you have not only been born again, but you've also been filled with the Holy Ghost? Man, it's a Holy Israel. A lot of folks full of the Holy Ghost. Well, then obviously you're absolutely experts at soul winning, correct? Why is it so quiet? And why are you making mean faces at the guest speaker? I'm your friend. I came to bless you and help you. Doesn't it say when we're full of the Holy Ghost, we'll be witnesses, man. We'll be. All right, let me just say it another way. How many know people who seem like they thrive at witnessing to other people? I mean, my, for example, my oldest son, Jason, he's got a lot of product back there at the table, too, that I know will bless you. Uh, he could witness to a tree, get it saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And grow fruit. You know what I'm talking about? It's just an amazing thing. And then I know other people, they would, you know, faint. Faint if they had to witness somebody or talk to somebody. Both filled with the Holy Ghost. What's the difference? Don't tell me personality. What is it? Somebody has maintained it and worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And and other people have the same power within them and do nothing with it. So so let's not make that excuse. We have a, you've got a gift I don't have. Uh Uh-uh. Did you not get filled with the Holy Ghost? Same power. Same power. That came on you too. But you let it lie dormant. You let it lie dormant. Am I helping anybody? 
Because we have a Holy Ghost Church service, we plug in, then we go home and we unplug. And nothing much changes. I'm trying to keep you plugged in. I'm trying to keep you plugged in all the time. Did I ever tell you my Nessie's quick story? What? Can I tell you my Nessie's quick story? You all right with it? It's not going to mess you up before lunch? Because of my travels, you know, I'm all over the place. And I'm a very frequent flyer, you know. I'm obviously on planes a lot. Uh, we'll be uh, tomorrow, actually, on another plane. But uh, a lot of times, once you land, you're still getting your rental car, and you've got to hit the road. And some anybody that's ever spent any time driving around the country knows that you're going to get on some roads. Not everything is an interstate. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a two-lane, and you're you're bottled up behind a truck, or you're on a you're on a four-lane, and it's you know, one truck's doing, you know, 48, passing the truck that's going 46, and this is going to be a while getting them around each other. And so you're bottled up back there, and you're waiting finally to get your turn and make a move. And this was one of those days, and, and uh, I don't know what I had been thinking about prior to coming up on this truck. I have no idea where my mind was before that. But I came up on a big 18-wheeler that was a Nestle's quick truck. And so it was painted with all the Nessie's quick, you know, colors, had the bunny hanging off the can. You know, it looked like he's flying in the winds, you know, and you know what it did. It did exactly what it was designed to do. It got me thinking about Nessie's quick. My opportunity came. I made my pass. And when I made my pass, the whole side of the truck was one big Nestle's you know, quick chocolate can with a glass of chocolate milk, and it's kind of spilling, you know. Make, they made it look like it's spilling. And I got around the truck, and I couldn't stop thinking about Nestle's quick. And as I thought on it, I don't know why, but I got to thinking, you know, as many times as I've watched other people drink this Nestle's quick milk, you know, you put the chocolate in the milk, it seems like I drink it Different than I've seen other people do it. Cause a lot of people, you know, they'll get the, they'll get the powder, they'll put it in, they'll stir it up real good, and they'll take their spoon out and, and then they drink their Nessie's quick. I don't do that. I, I, I do the, I do the same routine with the exception of, I don't remove the spoon. And I'll hold it with my finger and I'll drink and I'll stir some more. And I'll drink and I'll stir some more. Because I've learned from experience that if I don't keep stirring, when I'm done with my glass of Nessie's Quick, there's a big gob of chocolate at the bottom that didn't help anybody. So I want to keep it stirred up so it's working. What I am saying to you today is if you don't keep stirring what you get in church every day, every night, every day, every night, you'll have on the inside of you what it takes to walk in love, what it takes to walk in health, what it takes to get your financial needs met, what it takes to be a soul winner. And it's all settled in the bottom like a gooey gob down there. And you have in you what it takes to win. And yet you're not winning you can't come to a church like this and leave empty. So it's there. What you going to do with it once you got it? You got to stay stirred up. You have to keep this switch of faith turned on. 
Keep that mixer spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning until you get a full manifestation of absolutely everything God has put in you. Can I give you another verse or two? Let's go to 1 Timothy. I'm trying to wrap up. What time was I supposed to close? It wasn't 2.30, I know that. I, I do remember that. Okay. 1 Timothy Some people are going, now, now, shut it down. We're tired of your dumb examples. You're not tired of my dumb examples. You love them. (laughs) First Timothy. First Timothy 4. 14. Tell me when you're there. Now, so I'm talking about what you've got in you. And how did it get in you? You went to church. The word went forth, or hands were laid on you, or the Holy Ghost began to move, and you had a deposit made inside of you. So it says here in verse 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Can I say it another way? Neglect not the power of the Holy Ghost that's in you. Neglect not the healing power that's in you. Neglect not the love of God that's in you. Neglect not the ability to witness that's in you. There's a lot of stuff in you, but if you neglect it, it is never, ever going to manifest. You'll live your whole life never seeing a manifestation of anything God promised, though the power of God was present for you. Because you neglected it. You didn't make a priority of it. You neglect your marriage... Don't be surprised when it fails. You neglect your children. Don't be surprised at the disappointment and the heartache that you'll experience. You neglect your business. Don't be surprised when your business fails. Anything you neglect is not working properly. Anything you neglect that it doesn't get your attention, you shove it under a corner or pretend like it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Every idiot light going on in your car and you just neglect it. And all of a sudden now we're on the side of the highway. We can't get it to restart. Well, how long have these lights been flashing? How long has the bells been dinging? You kept neglecting it until all of a sudden now you've got a massive problem with your vehicle. Come on, somebody. How is it we understand it in every area of life, but when it comes to the things of God, we think it's just going to be automatic. It's just going to have to happen. It's not going to just happen. If you're neglecting what you get in church, you'll go empty. You'll go without. Neglect not the gift. Let's read it. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Here's what we do. Meditate upon these things. Let's say that line. Meditate upon these lines, on these things. Meditate upon these things. You see, a lot of people, they don't give it a second thought once we've dismissed church. They never give it a second thought. They don't think about the healing power that was there. They don't think about the fact that I've just been in the presence of the Most High God. I've just worshipped the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. They don't think about the fact that I just sowed my tithes and offerings and I'm going to stay after this with my faith and I am absolutely going to see the windows of heaven opened above my life, the devourer rebuke for my sake. 
God supplying all my need? He don't even think on it. It said we're supposed to meditate on it. I'm trying to explain why we can have such powerful services, and yet the lasting results are so few. We have to work on this when we leave, not just what we're doing here. So we can't neglect it, but we're supposed to meditate on it. Scripture tells us in many places in the Bible that we're to meditate God's Word day and night. Meditate on these things day and night. Let's keep reading. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly or completely to them so that thy profiting appear unto all. In other words, I got a manifest, how do I know it's working? I got this manifestation. You can't deny it. My profiting has appeared to everyone. But what happened here? He said you have to give yourself wholly to it. Now, let me go back to that love walk. Why do some people seem to master the love walk? They gave themselves wholly to it. Why do some people seem to master their gift and call in the kingdom of God? They've given themselves wholly to it. Why do some people seem to be able to use their faith and walk by faith and not by sight? They've given themselves to it. Why do some people have the ability by the Holy Ghost to be a witness and get people born again? They've given themselves wholly to it. What are you giving yourself wholly or completely to? We live in a time when there's more distractions, more things to steal our time than ever before. All the things that everybody said was going to make things easier for us and more convenient seems to be draining more of our time. I don't care who you are or how old you are. It seems like everybody has a device that they are glued to as a permanent fixture in their hand. I told you about being a frequent flyer. Uh, recent trip, a month or so ago, I'm sitting me on, in, an, in a row, you know, and I noticed this woman. Now, I'm 57, and she is, she could be my mom plus. You know what I'm talking about? She, she's, she was easily in her 80s. And her little thumbs was going on that candy game. There's candy falling, and she's going to town. I mean, she's in her 80s. The whole flight. The whole flight. I'm not trying to take your candy game from you. Maybe I need to if it'll get you in your Bible. The point is, we've got more things, and we don't even really realize how much time we spend at it. You ought to monitor yourself. How much time you watch TV? Oh, I don't watch that much. No, not more eight or nine hours a day. Really? Same people that tell me they, they can't make midweek service. They can't read their Bible. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't have time for prayer. Really? Seriously? What do you do? You'll spend two hours on social media before you get your day going and not even realize two hours went by. Scrolling dumb stuff. Not trying to take your social media. I'm just explaining. I think we have more time than we, we're just distracted. So instead of giving ourselves wholly to it, we give our dribs and drabs of what we got from the Holy Ghost. And so we get such small results. And then we, what we have is churches full of disappointed believers. It didn't work out the way they thought it would. 
They came to church, sat under a great anointing. Man, I could tell the power of God. I could feel goosebumps, man. I fell under the power. I fell backwards, forwards, sideways. I danced. I spun. I, you know. Where's my manifestation? Where's your meditation? Where's my manifestation? What are you neglecting? Where's my manifestation? What are you giving yourself wholly to? If you'll keep that switch of faith turned on day and night, day and night, go after stuff until it manifests. That's why you have a Holy Ghost house. That's why you have such a wonderful church. Think about the power of God that has been deposited in you, church service after church service after church service. Don't you dare find yourself disconnected because we said you're dismissed. We didn't say we were done. It's just simply now you can go home and apply this. Now you can go out and do this. Did you get anything out of this today? Did I challenge you a little bit and stir you up? How many know that's not a bad thing? I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to help you. I'm not your enemy. I'm your friend. But if I can get you, if I could be your spoon for a few minutes here, just keep that Nasty's quick going there. You need to be a spoon in your own life. Keep stuff from just settling to the bottom and laying dormant. Can I pray a prayer over you before I return to service? Father, in the name of Jesus, we have enjoyed your presence. We have been in your house. We've sat at your feet and heard your word. We understand that there's been people that were sitting in the healing and the power of God's healing power and still went home empty. We understand there's people who put their hands literally on Jesus and went home empty. We're, we're through with being empty. We have a Holy Ghost house, a word house here. We get filled up every service. So we're going after what you've been planting in us and we're not going to let it lie dormant. But we're going to see it come to fruition and fulfillment in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.